0: what's good i'm scott
1: and i'm prince will and this is the first last podcast and today we're going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to the heart of god (laughs) (laughs) i was like is it near and dear to my heart i mean it kind of is actually but the heart of god uh, we're gonna be talking about ministry, and we're gonna be trying to break it down—not um, perfectly, but as best as we can. Um, just kind of w- walking around and through the conversation of like ministry roles. What are we talking about here? Like more so ministry. What like does everybody need to be a pastor? You know, like oh, h- how do like we decide like vocational yeah, ministry? Like w- what is ministry? I think is the question. Like, yeah. and how how are we supposed to view that in a healthy way? As believers and followers of Jesus, right? So you can go ahead and open us up, Scott. <laughs> uh, I just want to open us up by first saying, if you hear my
0: son faintly crying in the background, I'm not sorry. And uh, <laughs> and it, it's, it's beautiful noise. It'll be great. He's sure singing is. unto the Lord. Amen. No, I just, uh, man, we were talking about this. And I think the reason that we wanted to do this topic is because we want to hear your thoughts as well. This is just yeah. a conversation that, that we started to have, and it just snowballed. So, I, I mean, I think when I think of ministry roles, the first thing, like full-time ministry, the first thing that pops in my head is that there's so many people in uh, like pastoral roles that are really just good speakers and are really bad at pastoring and shepherding. And I think that a lot of, a lot of where this kind of conversation stems from is we want we want the output we want uh the soundbite we want the popularity is not a good word but we want our church to be known for the name of jesus and we want to be great and i think a lot of times that like to get the means to the end you you put the charismatic dude up front who really isn't isn't the necessarily the high character high morality guy or just isn't really gifted in shepherding people, but can speak well. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, I think we're doing them a disservice. I think we're doing congregants, I guess is the right word, a
1: disservice. Congregants.
0: Because there's, there's just other avenues that people, good speakers can, can like thrive in. There's other places that they can thrive in other than literally being employed
1: by a church and like some of those avenues can be like podcasts. yeah know?
0: like literally like podcasting uh, there's nothing to say that you can't be a guest speaker in the pulpit on a sunday right right, right? but like when when the primary role and <laughs> discipling somebody is is discipling <laughs> and shepherding people no but even on, like it, discipling a
1: somebody t- can be avenue
0: yeah you know? no absolutely yeah. but like when the primary role is 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 shepherding people and, and and loving and walking with people through things and if you're just not good at that but you're good at the You're good at, you're you're funny, you're charismatic, you you can speak well. Like, uh, I I think that that, that's a gift from from God and that's incredible. But it doesn't mean that
1: you're fit to be a pastor. Yeah. So I guess what comes up in my head when you say that is like, what if you're not good at it, but you're willing to exercise that muscle and grow in it versus somebody who is actually good at it or could be good at it? And actually is gifted, but isn't willing to have the humility, so to speak, or whatever character trait is necessary to value that.
0: I think it's a spectrum, right? Uh, What what I'm more specifically talking about is... Uh, your ego writing checks that your character can't cash. Hey, I like that uh, analogy. Thanks. Ego writing checks that your character can't, can't cash. cash. Your your character isn't living up to what, what your ego is or or more accurately, like the role that you've been thrust into. Your character or your gifts, even if we're going to say that. I think more, more frequently what we see in the news is is the, the character that's not able to be cashed, right? People who, who are uh, living... Immoral sounds like very like judgy, but living kind of secret lives behind the scenes, but they've had um a great career pastoring quote unquote but really just speaking up front they're they're the figurehead they're they're the charismatic well spoken person up front mm-hmm. but they haven't they haven't lived their lives in that way, you know, and I think those people get in those positions because. We don't properly define what of what vocational ministry looks like for people, what using your gifts properly, and what what genuine like formation within a role looks like. So, like you're saying, like exercising the muscles. I do think that there's some some semblance of training or formation within a role, growth, right? Like no one's no one's automatically perfect at something. Uh-huh. Some people are more naturally gifted, uh-huh. but I think again, in pursuit of an output. That makes us look good, or in pursuit of popularity for our church, or we hide behind the gospel a lot. Of like, oh, this is just for the gospel. This is so great for the. Do you. Nah. See what our pastor did for the gospel. Let, let's
1: let's put a pin in it real quick. Okay, real quick. I, I have two two kind of roads I want to like wander down. Okay, first one is you said okay. Some some of these people who you know their character can't cast a check or charisma whatever you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like they have charisma they don't have the character yeah cool whose fault is that
0: yeah i'm not even saying it's their fault i'm yeah. i i think that there there's a there's
1: it's the people putting them in their, in those positions right is that a general culture thing is it, so maybe like a general culture thing or like is it more so like specific churches or it, it could be both actually that's not really the best question but i i I,
0: yeah we don't have to we don't have to bring it
1: to the specific churches but i do think it's a culture thing
0: yeah uh and we could even say a western culture thing and that that is interesting an epidemic within our churches are being western churches or american churches if you wanted to get even more
1: specific real quick real quick i know i keep putting pins and things (laughs) please do but so you said western church I, i i think so i'm nigerian i'm nigerian heritage uh grew up in around Nigerian culture, Nigerian even church culture. I've heard from other people who come from non Western uh cultures, yeah. where like church cultures where it's just a different beast, right? Like it's same animal, different beast. And this is how. Shout out to Kobe. Uh <laughs> and this is how. Because you can say say like the Carl Lentz of the Carl Lentz of the world. Yeah. The, the, and not to say Michael Todd is cheating on his wife, but the Michael Todd's of the world or the, because um, Carlin's was, but uh, Taz yeah. of the Worlds or the- um, You're talking about just other popular just, just pastors? popular pastors, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Furtick, right? Cool, right? But then I think in Nigeria, <clears throat> from my perspective, in Nigeria, you can sometimes see things where it's like, oh, this person is so powerful in the spirit. Or like, this person is so, their stature is just so- <laughs> so strong like they just you know right yeah and i do think there's something to say about environments spiritual environments yeah i think the spiritual environment of the country of nigeria is different than that of america and that's a whole nother conversation for another day but this is what i'm saying i think the i the idolizing uh and sometimes heavy weighting of charisma and the ability to gather mm. can be put before the ability to shepherd those who are gathered.
0: Yeah. Just because there's a yeah. bunch of
1: people in the room, to me, does not mean that those people are actually being taken care of and discipled in a way where they are seeing more of Jesus than they are of that individual. Yeah. Um, and I think in today's culture, it can be very frightening. It really is. Like, when you think about, like, oh, do you, what comes to mind... When you think about your faith, is it just a church body or is it the object of your faith, Jesus yeah. Christ, right? Is it just a pastor or your favorite worship album or is it Jesus Christ? And is like... it
0: Sunday morning
1: or is it the way that you live your life? Right, right. So there's something in that to be said. But then the other thing I wanted to wander down with you, Scott, is you said um, you said Western world. Whose fault is it? Okay. I think I answered both of them. Did I answer both of them? Did I, talk about I think both so. Of them? Okay, cool. So... Ministry, right? Why is ministry important to Jesus? Like, why? Who cares, right? <laughs> like, honestly, like yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out, like, why is it important that we have pastors? We have teachers. We have some people who sing worship and are gifted in that way. Some people who care for children. Some people who um, ushers. Like, yeah. Like, why does it matter whether we have a charismatic person? Or not or someone who can disciple and shepherd or not. Like what's God's heart in it? I'm trying to like Yeah. I almost that. feel
0: like that was two questions. It could be. It could uh, be three shoot. <laughs> I think that like the 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 why ministry is a little bit easier to answer because like everyone everyone's doing ministry. Everyone's doing ministry right. What do you mean so, by that? What do you mean though? So uh, no matter what vocation you are in, no matter what job you are in, mm-hmm. You have a group of people in your spe- sphere of influence that you can love on, that you can show Jesus to, uh, that you can, can live the gospel to, right? We're specifically talking about vocational ministry, people who work in churches, right? Or even parachurch organizations, you could say, but, but more so specifically churches and the why ministry and why vocational ministry I think in some ways is because we can like, you don't have to have a pastor or uh, a small group leader that, that like that's their job to work at a church. They can do another job and that can just be a part of their ministry. But I think we're in a place where if we can, if we have people who, who are gifted in these areas, if we have a need of people, then that we're, we're just in, in our church of volunteers, we're not quite cutting it. We're not meeting the needs. And we have uh, the ability to put someone on staff to, to do this full time. Like if we can, then we should, right? If there's yeah. a need and we can, then we should. So need. I think that's the that's the why of ministry. Interesting. The need thing gets really tricky when you talk about like a planting of a church.
1: For sure, uh, yeah. And, and that's a
0: whole nother rabbit trail that we I, can go down. You
1: know, Scott, I know you're the man for it. I know I know you meant for it. <laughs> but
0: we don't we don't we don't have to do it. But I yeah. I just think like the why ministry is is right. There's uh, it it's need, opportunity, fill the fill the hole,
1: right? N- yeah, and um, that's interesting. I, while you're speaking, I searched ahead. what does men like what does it mean to minister to? What is what is to minister? What is okay. ministering? And it's simply to help or care for. And there's another another definition that says attend to the needs of. Yeah. The Sim- needs. Simple interesting yeah it it is but it, like it I mean it's
0: interesting because it's so simple, but we do it so poorly sometimes uh and <laughs> yeah, to get to sure the do. kind of the second part of what you were talking about of mm-hmm. like why why the charismatic people like why do we put them in
1: those positions why and I don't uh, think that's necessarily a problem, I think they're charismatic for a reason, right,
0: yeah, I think that i think I mean, it doesn't okay, it doesn't ha- it doesn't yeah. have to be a problem <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah yeah, like it can be a problem. When what they have is immaturity, but they have the, the but they're charismatic and they speak well, right? Yeah, they're well spoken, but but they're immature in their faith. I I I got to bring up this dude just because he's a he's a good example. Please tell me who Mar- I, I- Mark Driscoll. Oh, okay, I thought you. Were Mar- Mar- okay, no, okay, go no. ahead. I'm going Mark Driscoll because dude had never been a member of a church. He had never. Been on staff at a church. He never none of this stuff. But he started a church and was became the lead pastor of a church and could speak well and move people well along in his sermons. But he just like he he could not effectively lead people, and he could not effectively shepherd people without taking advantage of them. At least in the stories of Marcel, I'm not speaking to his his eternity. I'm not speaking to where he is now at his church but specifically at at that, that, whole situation with Marcelo. And so we, we see this, he's not alone. There's, there's others that, that have kind of come up and come through the woodworks that we find out more about later, but ultimately it's the responsibility of, of those who are trying to fill the need, right? Need opportunity, fill, fill the hole, right? And again, that was a church plant that gets more tricky. But if we talk about, Hey, we need a new lead pastor or we're adding a pastor, Like, am am I looking for the dude that has, uh, has a seminary degree, not just because he needed to check a box, but like, no, this dude's like in the word, uh, he may not be the best speaker, but he can definitely deliver the word he's caring for people around him. He's living this out daily and he's, he's, he's gifted in it. Or am I going to go with the dude that like, man, we are going to get that soundbite on Sunday morning. This dude can, this dude can bring it. Like preach, preacher. He can he can preach, mm-hmm. he can speak, and we're gonna draw the crowd that we want. Like, what what are what are my values here? Is this really about a need at that point, or is this about? Let's just see how big we can make this go.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: That was kind of a, a rabbit trail, but th- 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 no, it's it just my thought. It me wasn't ministry. a rabbit
1: trail. I think everything that you're saying, I agree with. Like, I think, and even like before we recorded this, I kind of asked. I was like. Where, where do we differ on this? <laughs> I was just like, just, and it's, we're not trying to like hide that. I just want to know so we can actually bring that up. And I don't think we necessarily differ on this, but I think like, so Paul Washer, um, there was a, it's like, it's like one of those like sermons on SoundCloud. I was listening to. There's
0: a sermon on SoundCloud? There's a lot of sermons on
1: SoundCloud. You'd be surprised. Oh, yeah. um, but Paul Washer was, he says, he, he was saying something. He's like, this one church, I preached one Sunday. And they asked me, he said, come be our pastor. And I said, this is Paul Walsh's words, not mine. He said, are you out of your mind? <laughs> he, that's what he said. He said, are you out of your mind? You don't know how I live my life. You don't know how I love my wife. Like, and I thought it was really profound, honestly. I was like, that's true. Extremely dramatic, because that's what
0: Paul does. But, oh, yeah, yeah, but, sure. but yeah.
1: But it's true. Like, bro, like. You can tell a lot about a person by the way, they treat the people, you know what people always say about like, oh, I just I just want a guy or a girl who's just nice <laughs> nice to the waiter like cool like that that's that's one little thing of a bigger like pattern in human beings, yeah. but also it reminded me when you were speaking about like you know giftedness, right because bro, this is let me let me figure out how to say this <laughs> there's an African proverb, actually, I don't know if it's African, but yeah, I'm gonna call it African they're call it a Nigerian proverb. It says, "You cannot BS a BSer." Yeah, you can't BS a BSer. So, oftentimes, I think there's something that happens in the church where there's an individual who is very eloquent, who's very good at communicating things. He's gifted. He's gifted in teaching. Don't get it wrong. Yeah, but just because you're gifted in a way doesn't mean you can't use that gift to sometimes you know cut some corners, right? But a lot of it is air. When you really look back, what did I really learn this Sunday, bro? What did I learn about Jesus? You didn't learn nothing about Jesus. You learned about how to like I don't know, conquer your goals. Congrats. <laughs> they can do that outside the church. You don't yeah. got to do that in church. You can con- look, it's okay to conquer your goals inside. The ch- I'm not saying stuff should not be spoken of at church. But like thinking critically about it, right? Yeah. What do we like sometimes people be saying air in the pulpit. No worries, right? I'll leave that there for a second. Yeah. But when I look at First Corinthians one seventeen says, for Christ did not send me, this is Paul, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ will not be emptied of its effect. Or I think I also like ESV, how ESV says it, it says for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Hmm. And I mean you have to think about it also critically and like oh it's not saying that we can make the cross not powerful but if we're putting more weight on the words we're saying and how we're saying them like
0: but it, prince he just said that so well
1: yeah it yeah. just sounded so good and that's that's great right but if if our hearts are more anchored on that then jesus actually finished the work yeah it gets scary like it gets really scary cuz then you're going you're going to be fed from someone's spoon that is imperfect and will fail you and you're like oh if this person does not say it i just love my pastor so much if this pastor does not preach the word this sunday i'm not going to church come on bro like come on bro so i think there there's an element of that where a lot of idolatry takes place yeah and a lot of um just confusion and like lack of reverence for what like the object of our faith is, and I do that on the daily. I put different objects I put my faith in different object objects on the daily. I'm not exempt, but the I know the truth, so I think in that there is a place where on like if we're talking like locally like how can I make this how can what can I do about this right yeah. I think it's just being upfront and challenging one another. Like, okay, if you're a homeboy that you've walked like four, five, six years with, walked with him through different seasons, now wakes up and tells you he's going to be a pastor tomorrow, challenge him. Why? Yeah. Who, who has confirmed this calling on your life? Who have you talked to within the body of Christ, within the church, within the people that you are, and I mean this literally, the people who you are submitting to within your church body? Yeah. I I am under like I I'm submitted to the the leadership of my church mm. and that is that I don't think that should go out of style at all. I am submitted to my pastor like I listen, but it doesn't mean I can't challenge what he's saying because that's a shepherd. That's what a yeah. shepherd does, right? So I don't want to go too long, but that's that's just something that I'm thinking about.
0: No, you're good. I think I think a a big piece of what you said is is simply put. Simply put, a, a large part of ministry and vocational ministry is a, is accountability. You need you need to be able to one it needs to be set up to where you already are accountable to someone. Meaning you're like if you're a pastor that you're already set up to have com or consistent communication with your board of elders if you mm-hmm. have an elder board or whatever that looks like at your church. But there's someone that you're submitting to that ultimately, if they say, hey you're out of pocket here. You're not, you're not effectively shepherding and loving these people here. And this is how like you have to sit back and say, okay, yeah, let's, let's walk through this. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Because if you say that I'm not, then I trust you. Yeah. And it's not about me and my great words up on the stage. Like if I'm not doing this well. Yeah. And so like accountability within the church, right. Within the like structural church, I think is huge.
1: Yeah. And then
0: even like you're saying before, when like, who am I living my life around? Yeah. That if I wake up one day and say, Hey, I want to do this, like are they really gonna challenge me? Do they me on even this? know you enough? Yeah. <laughs> like are, are are they really gonna come to me and say, No, dude, like y- you have been uh, this is a this is a, it's like you've been addicted to porn for four years and you just wanna wake up and be a pastor one day? Like you you haven't you haven't even worked through this.
1: Like But you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, like yeah, that's you haven't a, even tried. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? And
0: so I think that those hard conversations and I talk to, to my friend Anthony about this all the time but like we need to be willing to have hard conversations with the people that we care about most and we need to be be able to have hard conversations within the church because we like we've said in other episodes right like you're only hurting yourself you're mm-hmm. only hurting the body of Christ when you fail to do those you're not you're not protecting anyone and you're not you're not helping anyone, actually,
1: man. Scott, I think there's also a part of that, though. Like even when you say like the pornography example, it, as harsh as it sounds to say that, bro, this like there's qualifications. Yeah, like bro, certainly. let's be let's be real, bro. There's qualifications. Oh
0: man, we didn't even touch on that. To, yeah, to
1: shepherd the the to people, lead, like period. period. There is qualifications. Let's let's stop it. Let's actually stop it. There's qualifications. Like it doesn't mean that. A pastor should not be walking on the thinnest ice. Oh. That that's anxiety. No worries. Pastors have enough to deal with. But there are qualifications to lead like you're shepherding people's souls. Souls. Yeah. Like like let's be very honest. There's qualifications for elders, pastors. Cool. Whether you want to debate those, I'm just not going to debate whether there's qualifications with somebody personally. But Regardless, your title gives weight to your words. It does, and so there's a higher accountability there, bro. Like a pastor has, literally, you can I I'll, I say this with a a couple grains of salt, <laughs> but you can actually sear somebody so bad in that position that they will never want to follow Jesus again without like a a like every everything that God does to get us to Him is a move of God. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like the church hurt a lot of it is from leadership. How do we? How do we guard ourselves from church hurt? Yeah. It could be maybe if you're church hopping and trying to find a church, ask about the leadership and the structure of the leadership instead of just listening to the couple wor- the couple songs in the worship set and deciding you don't want to go there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's how I would do it personally. I-, I would just listen to a couple songs in the worship <laughs> set. I'd be like, all right, mm, okay. I listen to the pastor uh, speaking. Like, all right, okay. Mm, I I agree more or less. Okay, okay. But show like, show actually, up to
0: community group on Wednesday. Yeah, oh, this is bro. all right. Okay, okay.
1: Look, yeah. that, that guy got good dunks. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, um, but, like, actually, like, asking yourself, what does this church believe and why do they believe it and what's the story here and how, how is leadership held accountable? Who's holding the ca- pastor accountable? Are they actually holding him accountable or are they just, you know, figureheads? Yeah. So, there's due diligence that people are sometimes lazy to do, including myself. We need to start doing better due Becoming diligence. Becoming an active member. Yeah, of yeah. your church. Yeah. And you're, ministering. Of, you're
0: an active part of the body of Christ. Be an active member in your
1: church. And by doing it that. Matters. You are a minister. Yeah. You are a minister. And you are helping
0: hold the people around you accountable. And in general, helping to
1: hold the church to be what Christ intended for the church to be. Yeah. And I think there's no problem with pastors also like stepping out of vocational ministry. Yeah. Like I see I saw like John O stepped out of vocational ministry recently and there was some really? questions around that. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. And if that's something that God has put on his heart, he's stepping into a new chapter of his life and God has co signed him and I'm sure he got confirmation from otherwise counsel. I mean you're not sure, but I, I knowing somewhat of Having followed him for a while, I feel yeah. like I can trust that. Yeah. yeah. So also it's like we don't we don't always know exactly what God is speaking to different people. So that's why I think it's important and I think that the Holy Spirit is one. Like God is one. Let's not forget.
0: Yeah.
1: Like God is one. So if some if God is speaking something to you, bring that to people who you know, walk with him yeah. and test it. Just test it. If you're really gripping to it so much that you can't bring it to somebody, there there's something there, bro. Like if if God if you think God called you to be a pastor and you're scared to bring it to your pastor and talk about how God called you to be a pastor, and you just you think you finna just go rogue, come on, bro. Yeah. Something's wrong. God's not calling you to do that. Yep. So that's all I got. I don't know what you got.
0: No, I, I think we should probably wrap up. I do want to say I think that I think that grace and love is often shown as like soft, like letting things slide. When I think that grace and love can sometimes be that, but I think more often than that, it's being honest and having the hard conversations and holding people accountable, even when it's uncomfortable. And I think that that's something that we are. Especially in, I think I can say, the Western American church, right? Western slash American church. Mm-hmm. I think it's something we're severely lacking, and it's hurting us, and it's hurting people,
1: and putting barriers up to the gospel. Amen. Man, well, I'm thankful to do this podcast with you, man. Um, dude, I feel like I I'm like being sharpened through our conversations. Like it, it makes me more passionate to know more of who my savior is when i sit and do these episodes like it, it genuinely spurt like stirs me in my heart because i'm not a perfect disciple there's days i don't there's weeks and there's been weeks this this year that i went without spending consistent undivided time with jesus yeah but conversations like this it reminds me like no like as much as i could run as far as i could but we're really we're sealed and yeah it just reminds me why why we do this yeah why why i'm alive so yeah i've missed this legit love you bro love you too and we love you too listeners yes (laughs) peace
0: peace